shine bright and it would be shining still but they all started turning on each other mm. you see the poets thought the dancers were shallow and the soldiers thought the poets were weak and the elders saw the young ones as foolish and the rich men never heard the poor one by one they ran away with their made up minds to leave it all behind and the light began to fade in the city on the hill the city on the hill each one thought that they knew better but they were different by design Instead of standing strong together, they let their differences divide. Then one by one, they ran away. Well, good morning, everyone. Oh, let's try that one more time. Good morning. Good morning. I hope everyone is doing well this morning. We're glad to see you here. And we are excited to uh, just join together and enter the throne room to spend some time with Jesus this morning. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me? And will we begin our service by singing to him?
Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for the fact that you've been awake, that you watched us wake up and you breathed our breath into us this morning, Lord. We want to give you the rain that you've given us because we've needed it so much. I pray that you will fill us the same way that you filled me. Holy Spirit, I I pray that you feel welcome here, that you can move You are good. We thank you so much for what you're doing here and in our midst individually. Be with us this morning, Jesus. You are welcome here. We want you to be here, Lord. And we thank you. Thank you once again for meeting us here. And we ask this all in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Would you guys turn and greet one another? Welcome each other here. It is good to be together today, worshiping the Lord who loves us so very much and has drawn us together as a church family. Welcome to each and every one of you, and I hope that as you came in, you received a handout, this beautiful spring color of green, the color of the aspens right now. Did everybody get one? If you still need one, please raise your hand. Our ushers can come around and can bring you a a bulletin if you did not get one. So just raise your hand and they'll come around with some extra bulletins. Inside of this is a connection card. If you want to pull that out, hold it up, wave it like this. All right. Thank you. I would like you, if you are visiting with us today for the very first time, if you would take just a minute and write your name and your email address on there, um, and any prayer requests that you might have on the back, anybody can fill that out. And if you're a regular attender and any of your information has changed, please just note that on that card. This is a great way to communicate with the staff, and thank you so very much for doing that. We want to uh, be praying for our district youth camp that is going on this weekend. And I don't know if any of you noticed it's raining out there. Youth camp is hard enough, 
anyway, but in the rain, it's very difficult. So we want to be praying for our youth pastor, Scott, Pastor Scott, and for our teenagers that are there at camp this weekend and pray that the spirit is moving in a powerful way. Also, we have something very exciting coming up in just a few weeks, but I don't remember what it is. What is it? VBS. You are right. VBS is coming up in just a couple of weeks, and we have, uh, we have um, a need for some staff, staffing, um, all kinds of staff, staffing needs for that. Last year, I tell you, I got to be a crew leader. Um, Pastor Ben got to be um, a recreation leader, and we had the time of our lives. It was a blast, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun. So got to know the kids, got to just have a great time with them and, and just be there as they learn about Jesus. Nothing is better than that. So if you are interested in helping out with what, kiddos? VBS, right here. This is your connection card right here. Please just write your name and your phone number on there and write interested in VBS. And uh, somebody will be in touch with you. Thank you so very much. And we also need some supplies. And if you, are, you would like to donate some supplies, you can mark that on your um, card also. And the supply list is on the VBS table in the foyer. But we are expecting over 50 kids this year. So it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful three days of VBS. Speaking of VBS, we need to say a huge thank you to Tracy who this past year has done just an incredible job as our children's ministries director. I'm going to invite Tracy to come forward. We want to say thank you to Tracy for all that she has done for our families, and she's just had such a wonderful ministry here. I think someone has a gift for her. They're going to bring that up. Yes, come on up, Henry. It's a gift. Look at that. <laughs> and the best news of all is she and her family are going to stay involved right here at WP NAS. And uh, she has so many talents, and she has such a wonderful family. And we're so glad for that. And thank you, Tracy, again, for all you have done for our church want to extend an invitation to you to our potluck right after the service today. As you can tell, we've got some decorations and some beautiful tables there, and I know some incredible food to enjoy. So you are all invited to stay right after the service for our dinner, and I hope that you do. I'm going to dismiss our kids to go back with Miss Tracy to Kids Church. Have fun. We love you. Have a great time, and I'm going to invite our ushers to come forward for our morning tithes and offerings. And I am going to say a prayer and ask God's blessing upon our offering today. Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for being so good to us. We thank you, Father, that we can continue our worship in the act of giving. 
And, Father, I thank you for such a generous church. And I thank you, Lord, for just as we um, give to you and to your work, Lord, you just continue to just pour out um, blessings to us. And, Father, I pray, Lord, as we give today that you will just um, enable us to bless others with whatever it is, Lord, that we're able to give. And, Father, we just thank you for your presence that's here with us today. In Jesus' name.
song praising your savior there it is yeah <laughs> amen it's so good to know who we belong to and whose we are amen Thank you. 
Father, that's our prayer today, more than anything else in all the world. We want to know you more. We give you praise, oh God. Father, Son, and Spirit, we offer ourselves to you living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you, which is our spiritual service of worship. God, we give you every room, every closet, every nook and cranny of our lives. Help us to hold nothing back, Father. We need you. We recognize that the work you want to do through us and among us depends on the work that you do in us, each of us. And God, we want to make ourselves available today, even in this hour we're together and in the days ahead. God, I pray your blessing on this beautiful church. We give you thanks for what you've brought us through, what you've brought us to. And along with your church across this country and around this world, we trust you for the days ahead. God bless and keep, make your face shine on these good people. And do more in and among and through them than they could have ever asked for or imagined. Pray this morning that you'd meet each one to the point of their need. Lift the burdens that folks may carry. Heal and help those that they love that they're praying for. And accomplish your purpose for us in this time we have together. God, we pray for district assembly coming up when churches all across Colorado will come together. Pray that you'd anoint that time with your spirit. And we pray for that great general assembly just two weeks away with Nazarenes from all over the world. God, I pray again for wisdom. I pray for unity. I pray for an anointing of your spirit on that gathering. Fill those folks again and then send them to the four corners of the world to be salt and light in your kingdom. I pray for a fresh filling of your spirit right here. Now, God, give us ears to hear your word. And God, help us to take your word to heart and live it out. We pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Good to be together on the Lord's Day here, amen? I warned you last week, Kelly and I were both preaching today, so settle in, folks. It should be good. We're having a little Gaithersburg, Maryland reunion on the front row, and I want to introduce some friends of ours, Steve and Judy Kibbe. We go way back, and uh, they're one of those that I told you about uh, somewhere along the line that moved to Colorado along the way. We lost a lot of people to Colorado, and I'm still mad about it. (laughs) But Steve and Judy are just good, good friends. Uh, Steve is the reason you have a cool phone number, 719-789-7575, and helped us with IT stuff around here. And Let's uh, thank him for that. Could we do that this morning? 
They're at Trinity Church of the Nazarene down uh, down the pass. Lisa and Holly Ross, and they have a middle sister, Julie, who did not come with them. Uh, but they're visiting with us this week, and in between wrapping things up and tying up loose ends, we've been hanging out with them. Uh, we married their parents and dedicated all three girls as babies. <laughs> and now they're beautiful young women who are solid in their faith and just doing so much good. And uh, we love these guys. Welcome them, too, if you would. Great to have all those folks up with us on our uh, last Sunday here. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians. We'll be there as much as anywhere here in the next 20, 30 minutes. Right, my love? Right, right. Not going to go any longer than that. <laughs> Maybe. I got to thinking about how much difference a year makes for granddaughters and churches. Our granddaughter has uh, really grown in this past year since we've been in Woodland Park. Look at that, three months old when we got here, and now she's walking and just doing all kinds of stuff. She's really grown. And so have you. You've gotten a lot accomplished this past year. Next slide there, Miss Lisa. And uh, thanks be to God uh, for that. Uh, you are a top-notch church, Amen. and we're going to be excited to see the progress you continue to make in the days ahead. Um, you might remember the assessment we did March of 2022. This isn't real preaching material, but it's celebration material. And uh, that assessment identified four or five areas to work on. Uh, we wanted to work on empowered leaders. We wanted to work on people getting involved in line with their gifts and abilities. We wanted to provide some structure that organizes and provides direction for ministry. We wanted to identify needs in the community and begin to develop ministry to meet those needs. And we wanted to deepen relationships within the church and express love to each other in tangible ways more and more. We took the inventory eight months later and look at the improvements. Isn't that good? Thanks be to God and your good leaders. We're grateful for that. We're going to really miss all of you. You've True. become so special to us. We're going to miss worshiping with you. We're going to miss visiting with you and uh, just doing ministry together. We have enjoyed being in ministry with you so very, very much, and we're going to miss you so much. We're going to also miss those that uh, we've met playing pickleball. We've made a lot of friends through an outreach ministry of pickleball. And here's a picture of us digging each other out just a few weeks ago in the big storm. The heaviest snow I've ever shoveled in all my life was here in the mountains. Wow. That was a heavy snow. Uh, but we're going to miss your crazy spring times here in Woodland Park also. We're gonna <laughs> there it also, is. Yep, there it is. We're going to also uh, miss all the incredible breath, breathtaking views whenever we pull out of the driveway and drive around wherever we go. It's beautiful here. That's my Sunday morning walk every week mm -hmm. right there. Thanks for being the church family that we uh, needed in this transition in our own lives. You remember that first Sunday we were here? What did I ask you? Would you be our church family in this uh, chapter of our lives? And you uh, 
you answered with a resounding yes that morning, and you really have. Amen. Amen. We appreciate all your love, your support, all the things that you've provided for us. That house has been wonderful to live in, and Jane and her team did a great job outfitting that. And these cool winter hats that we'll take back uh, with us to the east. Uh, You've just thought of it all. We may even wear them in the east, too. (laughs) We might need them. Probably not in the summertime, but we'll wear them. But our next assignment is going to begin on July 2nd um, at an evangelical congregational church in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. I grew up in Pennsylvania, um, and my mom still lives there, so we're going to be about an hour and a half from my mom, so that'll be nice to be able to visit her again and help her around the, the farm there, um, but we'll, and we'll be about three hours from our home in Gaithersburg. Yep. So that's That'll our next good. assignment. Anybody ever been to Kutztown, Pennsylvania? Get out. Of, oh, yeah, Danny would have. Mm-hmm. CN? Get out of here. I want to grill you afterwards. <laughs> I don't believe you. Anyway, it'll be good. Um, a new assignment for us and new pastors for you. I think this is a great shot. On the beach. They're going to miss the beach, though, <laughs> right, when they come here. We prayed for just the right pastors at just the right time. It took a little longer than expected, but I believe God has answered your prayers. And they're going to do a great job. I think their last Sunday at Pomino Beach, Church of the Nazarene, is today. They've got a big potluck for them there. And then they'll be going to General Assembly and then packing up and uh, heading west. Love them. Give them the time and space that they need. And when they come in with some new ideas, have a can-do attitude. Be with them heart and soul. And you'll have a a long and fruitful and encouraging partnership and ministry together in the years to come. Okay, some final words of encouragement and challenge. Here's our title. I thought that was appropriate. And that's actually Interstate 70. I think that was headed east, though. No, that was headed west. Mm -hmm. I snapped that picture coming back from Kansas City anyway. Let's pretend that's a sunrise and we're headed east. Okay? A few final thoughts. And we wanted to organize our final uh, bits of encouragement and challenge to you around uh, the three great calls we have as a church. And we began our preaching ministry here a year and two months ago with these three great calls. To God, together, and to go. To God, together, and to go. And uh, we want to start with together. The church is God's idea. I love that picture. That captures what I want church to be about. Uh, Arm in arm, facing the future together, hopeful, faith-filled. The church is God's idea. It's a community of faith. It's a family. It's a family. Always has been for me. I've shared that before. Always has been a family for me, and it was for our girls. Uh, My Gaithersburg friends will recognize these names. For our girls, it was Uncle Mike and Aunt Bo. It was Grandma Hilda. It was Miss Terry. Uh, We all are brothers and sisters in the family of God. Look around. Just take a glance. Your family. Do you know what the number one factor is in retaining young people to the church? Meaningful relationships with other adults beyond their parents in that church family. It's likely that's the number one reason for retaining most people to the church. In fact, I've heard it a few times uh, here this past year. Through those tough times, many of you have said, I stuck it out here because I had friends here. B, 
being there for each other, being a community of faith, a family, will do that. And a church is richest and it's most complete when all ages are present and loved. Wish we still had our kids in. They're actually coming back for communion. We have a few kids here. Uh, Look around. You've got that here. All ages. When your leaders came together back in the summer to share their vision for this church's future, one of the things that we heard was a vision for an intergenerational church where there are opportunities for all ages to be together, to serve together, to have relationships with each other. And you've got a good start. I've loved seeing our senior adults take care of kids on a Friday night or a Wednesday night so young couples could go out to eat or meet together in a small group. I've loved seeing our teenagers involved in kids' church and nursery. I've loved seeing our older men mentoring our younger men. Uh, Keep it up and build on that. From potlucks to service projects in the community to the music you pick on Sunday morning. Bring generations together. I don't know if it was true in your family uh, or your family now or when you were growing up, but when our girls were growing up, they had chores, right? And everybody had a contribution to make to the family. In fact, if our girls were here, they would say they still remember the list that mom left out on the counter on a Saturday morning for them to get done or when we were away. As a church family, do your part. Ephesians 4.16. It says, from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. Do your part. Uh, Be committed to each other. Do all those one another things that uh, the scriptures in the New Testament tell us to do. In fact, Kelly's got a few of those she's going to remind you of here this morning. I love Ephesians 4, 1 to 3. It says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of of peace. You know, we are only effective in ministry as we depend on Christ and his Holy Spirit for unity. Right. Several months ago, um, I preached a message where I used a crew team as my example, as my illustration, a rowing team. And the team, if they're going to accomplish anything in the race, they have to row together, right? They have to row in unity. And that is the church. We have this oar. Do you remember our oar? This oar up front that uh, we all signed, and we are calling this oar unity because a few months ago you signed that and committed to work in unity here as a church. And when Pastor Dale and Michelle come, they're going to be given this oar. And what an encouragement that's Mm -hmm. going to be to 
to see your names on there committing to remain in unity because that's the only way that you will be effective is if you're in unity. If you want to get sign after the service, if you didn't get a chance to, come up and sign that. But this scripture, it says to be completely humble. Be completely humble. What does that mean? What does that look like? Bob Goff would say, lose the cape. Lose the cape. You don't have to be a superhero. Don't do what you do so that others applaud you. Don't do what you do for the Lord so that you will be recognized. Do what you do so that Jesus will be lifted up. You know, it's natural for us to want accolades and attaboys, but a humble person does, they do what they do to give God the glory, not themselves. Don't steal God's glory. Lose the cape, my friends. Being gentle. Being gentle means listening, really listening to others in a way that shows you really care about them and what they have to say. It means not jumping in with solutions and conclusions. I know many times I'll be pouring out my heart to Ben about something and he'll just be sitting there with this bewildered look on his face and he'll finally say, do you want me to offer a suggestion or do you just want me to listen? I knew I was going to be a sermon (laughs) illustration right there. And most of the time I just want him to listen, right? Right. Just listen. And that's what a gentle person, a gentle, humble person does. They truly listen to someone because they care for them. Being humble and gentle means coming up with a good solution to the problem together is more important than being right. Sometimes in this world where we live, we want to be right. But you know what? Sometimes there's other things that are more important. Being humble and gentle means that other person is more important than having to be right. Being patient, wow, that can be tough, right? That can be tough. And I don't know if you realize, but some people just demand more patience than others. And I think sometimes I'm one of those. (laughs) But you know what? I appreciate it so very much when someone is trying to teach me something. You know, like how to build a table in a Word document (laughs) or how to drive a stick shift or maybe how to play a new game. You know, I'm so appreciative to them when they are patient with me. Aren't you? You're trying to learn something new and someone is patient with you. Wow, that means a lot. And did you know that God Mm. is patient with us? God has been so very patient with each one of us. 2 Peter 3.10 says, God is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And that's you, and that's me. 
he has been patient with us. He wants every single one of us to be saved, to come to know him as his Savior. Ephesians 4, 29. I think I've got this one memorized. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is good for building each other up in love, that it may benefit those who listen. Almost. (laughs) Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. He almost oh, got yeah, it. I forgot that part. He almost got it. <laughs> I'm really feeling built up right now. <laughs> it was right in front of him. All he had to do was read it. <laughs> I was looking for a little attaboy there for memorizing. But the scripture says to build others up according to their needs. And in order to build others up according to their needs, we got to know what their needs are, right? And how do we know that? We spend time with them. That's right. We again listen to them. We open up our hearts to them. And we build trust with them. Something else that jumped out in this scripture are the words, any. Do not let any unwholesome talk. Any. That means none. No unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But only, only what is helpful for building others up. I was reminded of um, when Ben and I directed teen camp. So as soon as we got to Gaithersburg, somehow we pulled the short straw and we became the directors of the district teen camp. And there was a young man there that we just noticed he had some qualities about him um, that were just unique. He had just incre- um, incredible faith, and he had leadership skills and the ability also to build others up. And in a teenager, a young teenager, that just really um, jumped out at us. And so one day we told him that. We went up to him, and we just said, we're just seeing something very special in you, and we just wanted you to know that. And, you know, we all went home from teen camp that year, and it was about probably five years later, and we were at a holiness conference. And a young man came up, came up to us, and he was wearing a Salvation Army uniform. Mm. And he said, do you remember me? And I said, you look familiar, but I'm not really sure. And he said, I was at teen camp And you told me that I had leadership abilities and that God could use me in ministry. And I knew he was calling me at that point to be a minister. And so your words, when you build people up according to their needs, you can change their lives. You can give them that ability to say yes to God with confidence. Ephesians 432. I'm going to read this. Thank you. (laughs) Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So forgiveness. If we want unity, we need to be forgiving. Amen? Amen. And what does forgiveness mean? It means unmerited favor. 
It means refusing to hold something against them any longer. Even if maybe they're guilty. Even if maybe they hurt you. You refuse to hold that against them. Now, unforgiveness becomes resentment, and resentment becomes bitterness. And bitterness is not beautiful, is it? Mm. Bitterness is ugly. No one wants to be around somebody who is bitter. But forgiveness, forgiveness sets one free from that. We don't forgive because they deserve our forgiveness. We forgive because God has forgiven us. Amen? God has forgiven us, and so we forgive others. Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise his name. Amen. So in light of all that God has done for us in these specific areas, patience, kindness, compassion, and forgiveness, can't we do that for each other? With the Holy Spirit dwelling within, guiding us, directing us, enabling us, giving us the strength and the power? Yes, we can. And when we live that way, the world, our community, our work associates, they're going to notice. They're going to notice something different. They're going to see Jesus in us. And instead of saying, oh, I don't go to church because the church is full of hypocrites, they're going to say, wow, the church is full of people who really, really love and care for each other. Amen. And who wouldn't be drawn to that? All families will experience conflicts and disagreements. Amen? At times. Uh, when that happens around here, work it out. Talk to each other. Uh, pray for God's help. Pray for each other. Somewhere along the line, I told you about mission trips that we take uh, back home through the years, Honduras, Paraguay, Guatemala, the Philippines. And one of the things that I noticed on uh, trips that I was on was inevitably, you're in a new country, you're tired, you got lots of stuff going on, there would be conflict and there would be disagreement about what we needed to do next or how things ought to go. And what I noticed on those mission trips was that we we work those things out more intentionally and quicker than I saw them being worked out back home. Why was that? Because we only had two weeks. We had a, a, a mission to accomplish. We were there to do something. It wasn't about us. It wasn't about our team. It was about those folks that we came to. And I thought after one of those trips, we need to bring that mentality back to the local church and do that week in and week out because we've got a mission to accomplish, my friends. Everything is at stake. The local church is the hope of the world. We're the only institution on the face of the planet that is preparing people to meet God and helping them recognize what life is all about in relationship with God here and now. And we've got to work through those things so we can stay on task. Amen. Back to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. 
It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That mission trip analogy is a good segue to that second great call, the call to go. Pastor teachers are equippers of the saints for the work of ministry, both within the church and out there in Woodland Park and out there in uh, Teller County and out there to the, the ends of the earth. Dale and Michelle are coming to equip you for ministry. You haven't hired Dale and Michelle to come do the work. You're providing support to them so that they can focus all of their attention on leading, shepherding, and equipping uh, this flock of God here in this community. Doing your part in building up the body of Christ will allow the church to go and make a difference in the world, to be Christ's hands and feet, to be salt and light, just as he's called us to. And, you know, we are most like Jesus when we're serving. Jesus right. served when he walked on this earth, didn't he? And so you and I are most like him when we are serving others. And there's so many ways to serve here in the church. I just talked about that with VBS. So many ways to serve here in the church. So many ways to serve in our community and in the world. And serving is at its best when you share ministry with others, isn't it? Inviting and allowing others to help you in ministry is a beautiful example of humility. Working together as a team also is so much more effective. Back um, a few months ago when I, when I spoke about unity, I, talked to, I told you about a study of horses, a study that revealed that a single horse could pull 2,500 pounds. But two horses working together, you would think would, would, would pull how many pounds? 5,000. Right, 5,000. But two horses working together pulled 12,500 pounds. That's five times the amount that one horse could pull alone. Ministering together in teams enables you to accomplish so much more than doing it alone. And it's also a lot more fun. Look at these two clowns doing ministry together there at Walmart. Hey, Doc, I, I asked Kelly why she's calling us clowns, and she didn't have a good answer. So if you have any questions, you see her I think seven. everyone will have a good answer for that. <laughs> but Jesus tells us to love our neighbor, and we've got to get out there into our schools and workplaces and love those that we interact with on a daily basis. You are out there in the world every day, so let your light shine. For Jesus. And some of you are already actively serving in the community. Invite others to come alongside of you and to get involved with you. Organize some opportunities where there are needs. Open up your facilities so that the community can come and use it and be a part. We Zoomed with Pastor Dale and Michelle and we talked with them about an opportunity that has come our way to allow our neighbor, Core Electric, 
to use our parking lot for a time. And Pastor Dale and Michelle said, definitely, we want to be neighborly. We want to share what God has given to us. And so you will be literally loving your neighbor. God calls us together. He calls us to himself, to call to God, and calls us to go. But he calls us to himself. Mm -hmm. That's really the first and greatest call. This is where we'll end. First and greatest call on our life is to God himself. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep him at the center of the life and ministry of this church. Keep him at the center of your faith. Seek God and know that he's with you. One of the beautiful scenes that we'll miss from this area is Pikes Peak. Um, seems like everywhere you turn, it's there. We've had a couple of guests, including our young guest last weekend, that kind of got freaked out. It's like it's following us, she said. You see it wherever you go. Uh, so much is named for it in this area. Peak Internet and Pikes What's that barbecue restaurant? Peaks oh, View yeah, Barbecue. Or mm -hmm. Our mission area for this section of the Colorado District is the Pikes Peak Mission Area. A view of the peak in the home that you buy is desirable, may even raise the value. And I got to thinking about that a few months ago. I want God to be like that in my life. Like He's following me, because He is. Mm -hmm. Like everywhere I turn, He's there. Like I want him to dominate my landscape. Maybe that will be a reminder to you as you continue to enjoy that beautiful scene. To make that your goal. That God would so dominate your life. Uh, just like Pikes Peak does the landscape around here. Stand on God's word and his promises to you. Remember this Max Lucado quote that we introduced when we first got here. Let's read that together. God's promises are pine trees and the Rocky Mountain of Scripture, abundant, unbending, and perennial. He's promised to be with you. He's for you. Promised to build His church, to send His Holy Spirit. Just celebrated that last Sunday. Stand on His promises. Our message title, and finally, brothers and sisters, was taken from Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Is there more? There's more. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. <laughs> yeah. It now, wasn't written. Now, if only she get a speeding ticket, I'd be good. <laughs> She never gets speeding tickets. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. These are challenging days, amen? But maybe not unprecedented. When haven't the days been challenging? Since that uh, fall in Genesis 3. These are challenging days. Uh, final words. Let's all recognize who the real enemy is. And love the others, just like Jesus told us to. Let's put on the full armor of God, every piece of it, truth and righteousness and salvation. And let's take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then let's pray. 
in the Spirit on all occasions for all the saints with all kinds of prayers. Let's be more than conquerors through Him who loves us. Good news, there's a happy ending to our story, no matter how challenging the days are. And if we trust God with all our hearts, acknowledge Him in all our ways, fight the good fight, finish the race, keep the faith, that happy ending will be ours. And if our paths don't cross again in this life, let's look for each other when we stand before the Lord Jesus. And I pray it's without fault and with great joy. Amen? There you are, final words. What better way to um, end this service than coming to the Lord's table together? And in just a few moments, Kelly and I would like the privilege of serving you as you come forward to take a bit of bread, dip it in a cup of juice, and in that way, remember the Lord's death until he comes. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do this, but uh, just start at the front and in the middle and come on up and try to find your way back when you're done. How's that? From 1 Corinthians chapter 11, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray together. Bless this sacred time, O God with your presence as we come to your table remember your son search our hearts know any anxious thoughts see if there's any wrong way in us and lead us all together arm in arm in the way everlasting thank you Lord Jesus for what you've done. We give you thanks. It's in your name we come. Amen. There are gluten-free elements in the center of the table.
requested requested a song. It was a favorite back at GCN. Our GCNers will know that it's a little bit different tune, but I wanted to capture who you are as a church. Uh, we've sung it once or twice before, but uh, let's stand together as Lori and our friends lead us, and then after the song, Larry's going to come and pray for us. seated for a moment. I'm, I'm not very good at goodbyes. I don't like them at all. And this one's particularly hard for me. God brings good people into our lives all the time. And I'm always open to that, and I'm always richer for it. But when he brings pastors into my life, that's special. That's, that's beyond anything. I, kn I know a lot of teachers, a lot of people that are ministers, a lot of people that are called evangelists. My favorite name in life is pastor. Somewhere, something happened to me after I first started in the ministry where I was there to do those Sunday things you have to do. 
and, and their work, there are lots of work, and Sundays come like every week or something. But somewhere in the process, within the first year, God did something inside of here. He gave me a new heart when I invited Jesus Christ into my life, and I was a transformed being. But he did something incredible in my life those times when I had gotten to fall in love with the body of Christ. Something incredible happens, and it's nothing that can happen uh, accidentally. I wish that the whole body of Christ had that experience. But pastor, and God brought us pastors. Now, if I can get you to come, Ben and Kelly, our pastors, I want us to pray for them, to bless them as they go on a new adventure, give them a month of rest. I love you both. Your hearts from the very beginning were those of a shepherd, and you spoke life into us. And everything that you talked about this morning, you lived, particularly a gift of hospitality. I don't know how many of you had opportunities to be in their home and just have them wrap their arms around you and care for you. That was a great honor. And I, I don't, Jane and I don't do it often enough. I, I don't know that you can do that. You can be with, in fellowship enough. My, my guys, my Tuesday morning guys, Thursday morning guys, those are special guys, and I hate missing one time with them. And I'm going to hate missing you and you too. I'm, I'm, they, they're pastors. They have pastor's hearts. So as I pray for them this morning, I, I shouldn't be the only one. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to extend your hands here, and you be a part of this. Extend your hand of blessing, and you pray as well. Father, we come in, in Jesus' name. with full hearts, uh, richer in life because of the gifts that you shared with us. You say that all good and perfect gifts come down from heaven. Well, here's a couple of them that we, we want to just thank you for, Lord. We ask your blessings on them. We pray for this time that they need to rest before they start a, a new project in, in uh, July. We ask your hand to be upon them. We pray for safe travels. We pray that you would prepare that body for them, Lord. May, maybe they'll be as needy as we were, and they'll be open to what you bring in, in these two uh, pastors that you'll send to them. Anoint them here, Lord, and anoint them on their travels. I pray that you give them favor wherever they go. 
continue to use them and then bring them back every now and then just to put their arms around us and uh, share a, a meal together again. Go before them and use them. Father, I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you both. I am. That's a separate thing. I, I haven't really said goodbye to you yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for the food. Uh, it, it's funny in, in, in churches where I've been, we call this at the end of the service. We call it a benediction. Ben and Kelly have some terms that are really screwed up. Like they call this a, a pot, a pot luck meal, and it's really a pot blessing meal. And I've worked on them for a year now, and we haven't got that figured out. The other thing is this portion of the service, they call a sending instead of a benediction. This sending means something different to me today because I'm having to let go of something that I love and care for. So I'm going to do the sending. And the benediction, uh, the pot blessing, and, and uh, whatever that other thing they call this meal we have. All at one time. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you again for your love. I thank you for this body of Christ. I thank you, my brothers and sisters. I ask you uh, to bless them and that we would uh, have high expectations. Uh, that we would experience this kind of thing with the new pastor and we would open them and, and uh, be open to them and minister to them. Lord, be with us as we go. And we ask your blessings, Lord, on uh, the food today, upon our fellowship. And I pray that Ben gets enough kisses on the cheek today to last him for a month or two. Bless our, our food, Lord. We ask it all in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.
Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand, I am tired, I am weak, I am worn, through the storm. 